Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning, the Monday morning preceding Inter-Dominion Grand Finals. They are both the Trotters and the Pacers at Melton this Saturday night. The three rounds of heats now completed at Ballarat, Shepparton and Geelong. The big news in the last 24 hours. Bolt for Brilliance, the only Kiwi in either series. And the long-time favourite for the trotting series is out of the series. He qualified as the second highest points getter, but he was found to be lame after his heat second at Geelong on Saturday night. A vet examination yesterday morning showed he has a fracture in a pedal bone. So his career may not be over because of that, but the Row Cup winner and favourite for the Inter-Dominion out, meaning Swiss Miss now gets into the field. Anywhere Hugo becomes an emergency and a bolt for brilliance removed from markets and will not be drawn in the fields tonight. Now the barrier draw for both the Trotters and Pacers will be on Sky 2 this evening or the Trots Vision platform and Ryan Feeler will host those between 7 and 7.30. So both barrier draws between 7 and 7.30. One of the female trainers who have dominated this series so far with Emma Stewart winning nine heats, um, Belinda McCarthy won, Jess Tubbs won, but just in behind him with a couple of placings on Bundoran is Amanda Turnbull. She joins us now. Good morning, Amanda. Hey, Rick. Hey, congratulations on getting Bunduran through to the Inter-Dominion final for the second year in a row. I thought the way he's been racing, you can make a case he's an even better horse this year than last year. Yeah, that's it. Um, last year were unknown whether he'd handle it. And um, yeah, he got through last year really good. And then this year he seems a lot stronger and, and handling it twice as good. He went to Geelong on... Saturday night and Act now won his heat but your horse absolutely flew home, almost grabbed it only beaten a short half head it sort of raises the question Amanda, because he was so good when on the speed in a heat on Tuesday, do you think Bandoran's better on the speed, which is so crucial at Melton, or do you think he's better being saved for one run? Uh, he's always been better than saved for one run and, um, he always seems to race a lot better when he's um, in a really good field where they run it more genuine. But, um, yeah, this year's sort of been using him a bit more early and, and can find a bit better spot, which is helping out a lot. OK, that being the case, what barrier draw or what range of barrier draws would you like tonight at just after 7 o'clock? Yeah, just something in close would be nice. But, um, yeah, it, it'll help out a lot having a good draw. Distance this week's 27.60. Is that also going to help Bandoran? Because of the way he hit the line over the 25.70, Amanda, I thought um, one of the six New South Wales representatives, probably one of the ones who's going to handle the distance the best. Yeah, that's it. The way, way he's driven and that, like he, once he finds a helmet, he usually relaxes and, um, yeah, he usually can, can go the distance as long as he finds a helmet straight away. Obviously, growing up as a Turnbull, the uh, the Inter-Dominions have been a huge part of your life. 
These days, does it still mean as much to you, Amanda? You know, considering the stake for Saturday night's 500, whereas a miracle mile's a million, and next year we're going to have you know, a $2 million harness race in New South Wales. Has the Inter-Dominion Pacing Championship still have the same allure? Yeah, I think so. Like, um, everyone at home is super excited, and even for me to travel down here and that. So, yeah, it's, we really, um, really love it and, and get excited about it. We're so used to having you driving, particularly around the Bathurst region, obviously uh, Wednesday nights there and then Menangal on Saturday nights. You're not coming back to New South Wales this week, I presume, so you'll be in Victoria? I've uh, just got Wagga on Friday, I'll go there to drive, but um, yeah, stay down all week. What have you made of the pacing series? Um, obviously it's, it's been completely dominated by the female trainers and in some some aspects drivers as well. We'll talk to Jodie Quinlan later in the show. Um, what have you made of it, and who do you think the horse or horses to beat are? Um, yeah, I thought um, there's probably no real standout. Like, it's an even bunch, and um, a lot of the finishes have been quite close. So it's been a good series so far. And, yeah, I think still Emma Stewart's going to be extremely hard, hard to beat any, any of them with the right run. Okay, do you have any others from your stable down there in Victoria? Uh, I bought a three-year-old for the Big Bread that starts up next week, but um, he's probably just behind him. His name's Racing Time, but he's come a long way. So just put him through that series and see how he goes. All right, as we mentioned, it's a longer distance this week uh, at Melton. Do you think that aids or is against the New South Wales horses? Because obviously we race a lot of miles at Menangle and a lot of our horses get used to that. Um, do you think with the split down the middle, because there's 12 starters, six from Victoria, six from New South Wales, do you think they're better suited or the New South Wales horses will handle the extra distance just as well? Oh, I think they'll be right. Um, we sort of, the right ones sort of come for it. A couple that probably wouldn't have handled it, didn't worry about coming, so... Um, yeah, I think the ones that have made it will, will definitely be able to do this. Just on horses who couldn't handle the series, um, obviously some horses did seem very tired on Saturday night. Spirit of St. Louis, I thought, was very average, and Luke McCarthy said he was a tired horse. Do you think the three runs in a week is still a good thing, Amanda, or what, do you see any other way they could run the Inter-Dominion next year in Queensland and make it slightly different? Because... We do seem to be missing a couple of the best horses from time to time in Inter Dominions these days. Uh, I love it how it is at the moment. I think it's a test on the horse and the trainer, and it's a it's a one off series. Like it's it's a hard thing, but I don't see why you'd want to make it easy. You want to sort of test everyone and see who's the best horse and the best trainer, I suppose. But um, there's a lot of group ones that are just just group ones and there's enough of them so I think a series like this like why change it why why make something that's so so difficult and, and such a great carnival why, why make it easier I got it makes sense to me um, for this for the horse people out there whether they're galloping people or harness racing people um, what do you do with the horse when you've raced it three times in a week so Bundor had raced on Saturday night I presume he didn't do much yesterday how do you plan out the rest of this week? How many times would he be fast worked, for example, with the final coming up on Saturday? Um, yeah, he just has the day off after his race and then um, just normal jog days and he, he'll just have a light hobble on the Wednesday 
just to tick him over, but he he's sort of pretty easy to to keep fit because he's such a little fella and um, he loves his racing, so he really enjoys it. So he's a, he's an easy horse to to keep happy. Well, it's no small performance, Amanda, to get a horse into the Inter-Dominion final two years in a row, particularly a horse who wouldn't have been ranked in the top ten horses in Bandura. So congratulations. Good luck. It's in the barrier draw tonight. Are you, are you making the drive into Melbourne Central to draw your barrier? Do you have somebody doing that for you? Yeah, I'll probably head in and um, yeah, have a night out. Good on you. That, that, that's the attitude. We might see you there, Amanda. That's Amanda Turnbull, one of the uh, well, the trainer of one of the six New South Wales horses in the Inter Dominion pacing final this week. The, uh, the the trotting final obviously is dominated by the Victorians, and one of the other trainers who has a horse uh, and again female trainer in the pacing final was uh, Kerry Ann Morris. She has. A very improved Pete said so. He's been probably the biggest improver in New South Wales in the last six months. And Kerry Ann's husband, Robbie, who does the driving behind the horse, and I think he stayed in Victoria because I see Kerry Ann's supposed to be here training or driving a couple today back in New South Wales. Good morning to you, Robbie. Um, what's going on? Is, is, is Kerry Ann going back home to do some driving and you're staying down there in charge? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, she's uh, headed off home with Stella yesterday. She's got runners today and Stella had been away from home long enough. It's hard with a 19-month-old baby to keep her in a routine. So headed home last night, and I wouldn't say she left me in charge. She probably left Archie in charge. So me and Archie are here. I'm just supposed to drive Archie around, I think. Archie is uh, is Robbie and Kerry Ann's seven-year-old son who managed to cob me out of five dollars the other day at Shepparton by beating Robbie in a jacked-up arm wrestle. So Robbie, um, <laughs> fair to say you worked as a team there. <laughs> Let's talk about working as a team with Pete Senso. God, you guys have done a good job with this horse. I don't think anybody could have perceived Pete Senso, who was knocking around on Tuesdays and more often Saturdays at Menangle six months ago, would have ended up in the Inter Dominion final. No, he's um he's definitely been a revelation. Pete, he's done a really good job, and um you know I think probably credit to his owner too, sort of just allowing Kez to drop him in and out of the grades at Saturday nights from an angle, and just made him a little bit stronger as the seasons have gone on, and um he really just keeps getting better. I don't think anyone could have foreseen him being the way he is, but he just follows the pace so well, and he can handle the high tempos of these big races, and yeah, we we. Under no illusions, we know that he's an outsider in the race, but what he's shown throughout the heats has just driven with the one sort of run. He used his gate speed a little bit the other day to get a spot, but um, he's handled it really well, and um, yeah, we're really happy with him. Okay, what would you like from the barrier draw tonight? As I said, 7 o'clock on Sky 2, and also on Trot's Vision. Um, I presume you'd like a low gate to get to the marker pegs and then follow some fast horses. Yeah, barrier one or barrier eight will suit me just fine in a perfect world. But um, look, at the end of the day, barrier is only where you start, not where you finish. So, you know, it's one of them things. But if I had to have two barriers that someone said, what do you want? One or eight would, would do us just fine. We, often we have dr- trainers and drivers, you know, try and be philosophical about barrier drawers, Robbie. But if, for example, you draw barrier 12 tonight or barrier 13 as opposed to barrier one or two, doesn't it really end your chances to a degree? I mean, maybe a very, you know, proven open-class horse can overcome those things. But for a guy like yourself, and you're a pretty pretty chipper, pretty positive sort of guy, if you draw the outside of the second line of the Inter-Dominion, does it take the air out of the balloon? And do you sort of, 
I don't know, start to change your expectations during the week? Yeah, well, look, it, look, it never. You, no matter where you drew, draw you, you're going out there with eyes on winning, but it does. If you draw 12 or 7 in a race like this and you're a horse like our mate Nigel Lee said, so it's, it's so hard for him because he can't really make a move to put himself into the race. He's got to be so, you know, luck-orientated and, and mathematics how hard they go early. So, you know, if he draws 7 or 12, he, his best possible spot's probably 5 and 6 fence and... You know, unless the heavens open up, which hey, anything can happen in racing. Um, but yeah, look, it, it does it does hurt him a lot. He he need, in my opinion, he needs sort of one, two, eight, or nine to be to be competitive for a good, good, strong top four finish. The other day, Robbie, you had a horse down there, Fear Cruising, who we've seen do plenty of racing in uh, in New South Wales and at Menangle, and. He jumped a couple of shadows. He actually had the shadow roll on Robbie. So that's a new one for me. I don't think I've seen many horses jump two shadows when the shadow roll. Yeah, old Cruz can... Um, he used to do that early on when we got him from New Zealand. He'd he done it a couple of times and I put a shadow roll on him and got him over them all. And um, and then he's been racing so much at night time at Menangle on a Saturday night. I, he hasn't, have him, hasn't even wore a shadow roll. But um, I watched young Ryan warm him up there the other day and I went out onto the track and... The surfaces in Melbourne are much different to ours. They're, they're quite white, where ours are a dark surface. And, and being daylight savings, the shadows would just get black straight across the track. So I elected to go and find a shadow roll. Um, but as it turns out, it wasn't enough. Another plan screws. He can, he can get into those habits when he, when he wants to. But, um, yeah, it was unfortunate because I think he would have run an absolute cracker and he would have probably qualified for that final on Saturday night. But... Um, the good news is no one got harmed out of it. He didn't cause any falls or anything. And he's um, I've nominated him again on Saturday night. Let's hope they put him in a race where the sun's down, eh? <laughs> yeah, it was it was very scary. And you're right, it was great. Nobody was hurt. And uh, the incident where he galloped when leading the field. Hey, heading to Newcastle today is the stable. So Kerry Ann is driving and training there. Horse in race five called What a Feeling. I think it's a pretty nice type of horse. What do you make of a second line barrier draw? over the mile for what a feeling in race five, Robbie. He's actually a, a really nice horse. He took a little bit to come to hand, obviously only racing late in his two-year-old season, but interesting fact with him, he's a half-brother to the, to the Oaks winner yesterday, uh, no matter what, um, which is a good family, and it's actually a half-brother to Yuko, sister to Yuko, the winner yesterday that Mark Purden's got. So um, I think he's got plenty of upside to him. He'll be better as he gets older, which the family suggests. He's a little bit like that really yesterday. He can put a little step in here or there, and he's not 100% in his gait. But, um, look, he's a really nice horse. The barrier probably suits him. He can mind his own business late um, and just come with one run. But he was he broke a hobble last week at Goulburn when he looked like he was going to be the winner, and um, he was really good his two starts before that. So I think he'll run a really good race. Mate, the stable also has Ed Miora in the eighth on the card. and. Look, we know the abilities here. It's gone some super races in the past, and this grade, I would have thought, doesn't look too imposing for Ed Miura. He's won seven races, but he's probably better than a seven-win horse. Yeah, he is. He um, he really is. He seems to be coming on as he's getting older. He's getting a bit stronger, but probably a bit of a dropping grade here tonight. He's been racing at Penrith on Thursday nights, and that's a fairly strong grade. He led up there the other day, um, and he won. Then his next start, he led up again, and he just pulled too hard over the 2100. Um, so that, that hurt his chances there. But dropping back to a mile, Newcastle on a Monday afternoon, I don't think Kezra will go all that way to go back. So 
think he'll be put on the front end and if he wants to start pulling, he'll just be letting the hold long a bit stronger. But I think over the mile, he gets his chance again there today to put his right foot forward. What about the last of the stable rips uh, and the last on the card race nine at 5.53? Miss Daytona gets a good draw. Not a lot of form about her from recent times, but um, this, again, is not a strong field. Not a lot of in-form horses here. And last campaign, uh, I thought she showed enough to suggest she could win a race like this. She's actually, um, she's trialled up really good. She had two trials before she stepped out at Penrith last Thursday and come up with the dreaded barrier six over a mile. Um, I drove her, I went back because it just couldn't, would have been a suicide mission heading forward. Um, but they actually rattled home. No, before I come, I said to Kez, I looked at the section, she went like 27, 4, 27, 6, the last two quarters around Penrick. Barrier one's a little bit of a, it's a hard to lead from one over a mile. Um, got a couple drawn outsider, uh, Jake Mitchell's runner and also Brian Portelli's there quick. I don't think they'll cross her, but if she can hold up from barrier one the way she felt last fortnight ago at Penrith and her two trials, I think she's probably going to be awfully hard to chase. All right, Robbie, the barrier draws are on tonight for both the Pacers and the Trotters. Obviously, massive news coming out yesterday that Bolt from Brilliance is injured. Um, who's your pick? Without, you know, without knowing the barrier draws, who do you think's the horse to beat in the pacing series and and the trotters where you guys competed but didn't quite get Phoebe on it to where you wanted it to be? Yeah, look, it's um, yeah, obviously barrier draws are everything these days, but it's also, I think Amanda touched on it, it's such a great series, the Inter-Dominion, for the simple fact that you've got to work out what's bound through run to run, run to run. And I've got to say, I really like the way Zeus Bromac, if a little horse like him's prepping, Gav sort of drew ordinary second heat, looked after him, got home good. Um, I know he got parked out the other day outside Honolulu Bay, but he didn't didn't do a lot of work being parked out and boxed on for a really good good placing. You know, a horse like him, now obviously your Acknows and your MacDans and your expensive egos are your, your best horses in the series, but they've had some really hard racing throughout every heat, you know, so... Will that take a toll? You know, none of us nuts. So that's what probably makes the Inter-Dominion what it is. But if I had to have a pick, I'd sort of, you know, obviously I'm hoping, as Pete said so, but he's had a perfect prep. But another horse I think had a perfect prep and been well handled throughout the series is, is Zeus. Mate, we appreciate your time. It's a, it's a great performance for you and Kiri-Ann to get Pete said so into the Inter-Dominion final and be part of the 6-6 six and six team. You're part of the 6 from the New South Wales versus sixth against Victoria on Saturday night. Mate, good luck at the barrier draw tonight at 7 o'clock and good luck for the week ahead. Thanks a lot. Have a good That's Robbie Morris, who, along with his wife, Kerry ann trains Pete's Said So, who's in the Inter-Dominion final. Again, six from New South Wales, six from Victoria. One of those from Victoria has been an outstanding form that is Act Now, and Jody Quinlan has been driving the big horse. Good morning to you, Jody. Good morning, Mick. How are you? You look, I'm really good, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Act Now is a horse who we knew as a three-year-old was very good, and then he seemed to go missing on us a bit, Jody. Um, he's returned. He's right back to his best form. Are you surprised how good he's been during this carnival? No, not really, Mick. Um, sort of people say that he went missing in that, but look, his last time before he went for a spell, he raced in the chariots, and he sat parking and he was huge. Um, then he had a break, and then he come back, and he's never at his best his first run back. He always takes a run or two, and 
played in Emerald, okay, this time back he's a big bull now and he's sort of developed and he's a lot stronger than he was. So he's taken a few runs to sort of come to hand and um, hopefully that run the other night, you know, will really top him right off for the, for the final. He was outstanding winning in front the other night. He was third at Shepparton when he made up a stack of ground and, and really good winning at Ballarat in one of the stronger fields. I presume he's a better horse on the front end of the field. Jody, those big, strong horses often are, but I saw enough on the second night at Shepparton to say he doesn't need to draw to lead to win. No, I agree 100%. Um, there's always been a philosophy here that they all think he's just a one-trick pony. He's got a lead. I've seen for quite a while he's a good horse, and I think he can sit on the speed if, a, if it's a genuine tempo and he can peel off of it and... He did stand up and, and show everybody that at Ballarat and um, and then his run at Shepparton was phenomenal. He comes from well back and up a, a good amount of ground. So he's starting, I mean, he's only a four-year-old. He's a, he's a new kid on the block. I mean, he's racing horses that are a lot more seasoned. So he's done a big job to do what he does. And I would think whatever he does this time, he's going to improve on when he develops even more as a five-year-old. So he, a draw would be nice. Um, you've got options, but it's not the be-all and end-all proven if he could get a card into it or something like that, he can still get home hard. He must be a fun horse to sit behind, obviously for people who haven't seen you on television. You're not the world's biggest person, Jody, and he's a big old monster and he gets over the ground. It, um, it must be quite an obstacle to look in front of you. I suppose when you're in front, you can't run into anything. Yeah, that's right. Um, I've been fortunate enough to drive him in all these runs except for his first three, I think it is, and... Um, to see how he's developed, he used to get a little bit ratty and he get a bit pully and that. And he, actually, the other night was the first time he did get he did over race a little bit too much, um, and they smashed the track record. So I was trying to give him an easiest run as possible, but he wanted to sort of fight me. And that's one thing Clayton and Emma have always told me that you sort of got to go with him and, and you can't sort of choke him up. You've got to let him stride when he wants to stride and things like that. But he's sort of developed now into the sort of nearly the complete race also, only that he over raced the other night, but. Uh, Robbie Morris come out on the black print and um, I had to give him a flick on the bum to sort of muster through to, to comfortably hold him and I think that fizzed him up because it's been a long time since I've ever had to give him a flick of the gate to sort of cross but um, I'm hoping that that's what led to him sort of over racing after that. What do you make of the final field? Because there's no absolute standout. There's lots of good horses. Some horses may not look like they're racing that well. But all the Emma Stewart horses, and obviously Act Now, your drive is one of those, they just looked absolutely perfectly dialed in. Is it a case that you think the Victorians have this inter-dominion to lose, Jody? Well, I hope one of us win it, Mick. Um, look, I think it's a very open race. I think the barrier draw tonight is going to play a big part in it. Um, there's horses there that have got gate speed. There's horses there that I can't cross if they draw inside me. Um, I think Luke McCarthy's horse, Expensive Vigo, has been fantastic. He's had no luck. In, he's had hard runs every every run, but he just keeps sticking his head out and he's boxed on well. Like if, if he draws to get a nice trip, he's going to be hard to beat too. Then you've got Honolulu Bay and horses like that. Um, and that's where I think the way the race is run, the barrier draws, it's gonna, a lot's going to play into who ends up winning. You also have a drive in the Inter-Dominion Trotting Final, O Fortuna, who no one could possibly have seen ending up in the Inter-Dominion Trotting Championship. I looked at it the other night before um, the race at Geelong, and it looked like it had all just got to got to it. The week looked like it had sort of got to O Fortuna, and, and it, it looked like it needed the seven days off. Was that how it felt? Because um, it obviously wasn't the same horse as seven days earlier. Yeah, 
No, you're right there, Mick. Look, Craig's had a lot of trouble with her. We spelled her. She was a genuine sort of horse when she went out last time, and she's done a good job. We spelled her and brought it back, and she's just been a real handful. And um, the other night, she jacked up, didn't want to come out the box, didn't want to go on the track, and things like that. Um, don't know why she, she sort of got like that. Then she started over racing and pulling and doing silly things even before this series, and then she come out and settled, and the real opportunity stood up when she won the first heat. And, didn't surprise us as far as ability goes, but manners-wise, it was a it was a, a nice thing coming to see her do it right and do what she can do. Then she went to Shepparton and she got pulling early and um, sort of didn't have much luck. One went ahead of me that couldn't keep going and I had to come out again, but she didn't run up to her best. Um, and then the other night, I think Craig made a big mistake by telling me to take her back off the gate. He was sort of thinking that he didn't want her in the death over the long trip had she have continued to go forward. But she's the sort of horse you've got to go with. You've got to keep her happy. And dragging her back the other night was just the wrong thing. In the end, it was in hindsight, it was the wrong thing to do. And then when she got back to the back of the pack, she um, she just had no interest whatsoever. So hopefully she can draw in the final and just sort of sit on the fence. Once she sort of finds a helmet to follow, she, she generally settles and she did at Ballarat. But... Um, it's nothing to say that if she draws would she and behaves herself, she won't run a respectable race. But she's uh, got to turn a lot around in a week. Jody, it's very cool to have a drive in both the pacing and trotting final. Do you get nervous on a Friday night? I mean, you've been driving oh, Friday night, the night before, of course, the finals are on Saturday. Or these days, you've driven in so many big races over such a long period of time. It's not about nerves, it's about the process. Yeah. 100% Nick um, you sort of don't worry about it but don't worry like big races you know they sing the national anthem and things like that and you sort of get a little bit edgy milling around I mean you just want it, the race to start and, and get on with it um, but yeah I'm getting a bit older now and probably a bit more laid back Well Jody, you've done a fantastic job on Acknow I thought he was a big racy fella but you've managed to turn him into a proper racehorse and we wish you and everybody else in the Interunion pacing and trotting finals the best of luck to get round safe and good luck at the barrier draw tonight too Jody. so thank you for taking the time to talk to us on Sky no Sport thanks Radio. for having thanks for having me jo- Jody Quinlan drives Act Now who could well be the favourite he's $5 with Tab as we speak Honolulu Bay is the 4.8 favourite Mark Dan sits alongside Act Now at $5 so three Victorians lead the market then the New South Wales Pacers expensive Ego at six fifty, and Spirit of St. Louis at $8.50. Barrier draws, 7 o'clock tonight, Trots Vision or Sky Racing 2 on television. You can stream that online. Big preview shows this week, um, radio, television of course. We'll cover it with Brittany during the week, also on Winners. For those who listen to Brittany Graham on our Harness Racing segment, Brittany uh, trains and drives a horse who's qualified for the trotting final. So uh, congratulations to her. Majestic Harry will compete in the final for the trotters for $250,000 on Saturday night. And then, of course, the big coverage will be on Saturday night, uh, both on Sky and, of all things, Racing.com are covering the Dominions with the trots vision footage. So lots of different ways to digest one of the bigger weeks in harness racing. If you're going to have a bet... I presume you do so now, or suggest you do so now, because the barrier draw at 7 means the markets will close around 6 o'clock. That's on the pace for a Monday morning, the first Monday of Inter-Dominion Week. Brittany will join you at 10.30 for our next On the Pace on Wednesday.